Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for October 6, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Having trouble getting this thing going. First, I'm having trouble with my TV. I'm having a TV service. I'm having a technician come tomorrow. And then the fire alarm goes off while I'm doing the podcast. Oh, geez. Anyway, I got two new fight videos up on the blog. Uh, from last two, UFC 243 last night in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, let's go over them. The first one is Megan Anderson versus Zara Fairn, and that is at featherweight. Of course, Megan is from Australia. She trains with UFC fighter James Krause in Kansas City. She is one and two in the UFC. The way she was talking this week, it seems that many of her problems are between her ears. Okay, I also think she falls under the category overrated by dopey w women's mma fanboys and that's because of her looks okay as a fighter she just isn't that good you know and and the problem is most of the fighters in the featherweight division are worse than her okay um she's improved since she uh, moved to the u.s to train with kraus but she's still not that good now the ufc seems to be scraping the bottom of the barrel with zara Farron. She's from France. Zara was supposed to fight in Invicta last year, but she had visa problems. They sit on the broadcast that Zara is from a family of boxers, so I figured if Megan could take her down, she, could be, she should be able to finish her. And that's what she did with a first-round triangle choke. So it's great that Megan got a win in front of her family, but it doesn't make me think she can beat anyone good. And when she talks afterwards about possibly challenging champ Amanda Nunez, Makes me want to roll my eyes. I mean, the funny part of the, is the competition level in featherweight is so low. I don't think there are any other decent opponents for her. You know, so I don't know what they're going to do with her. Like I said, and they brought in this this girl Farah, you know, just to lose. I mean, that was the whole point of bringing her in. Okay, the second fight is Ji Yeon Kim versus Nadia Kassem, and that was at flyweight. Now, like many Korean fighters, Kim is really a kickboxer. She first fought MMA in Japan, and she's not bad, okay? She's a good puncher with some power, but she lacks aggression. And she also dropped from bantamweight to flyweight, and she's missed weight for the second straight time, okay? Nadia is an Aussie. She's one and two in the UFC. She's 23 years old. Her boyfriend, Ashken Mokhtarian, is also a UFC fighter. His brother trains both of them. Look. I know the UFC needs Aussies for this show, but Nadia doesn't belong in the UFC regardless. She's awful. She's just bad. Now, this is also a size mismatch. Kim is much bigger than Nadia. Nadia started out at strawweight, and we seem to be seeing a lot of that in the flyweight division recently. So round one shows the problems with both fighters. Nadia likes to use a sidekick designed to keep Kim away. It's not enough to keep her away, for one thing, and that move uses too much energy and it poops her out, all right? Typically, Kim simply lacks aggression. She can be effective if she throws more because she's accurate, okay? Now, she was like this in her other UFC fights. She just needs to, to be more aggressive. But a light bulb went on in, in her head, in Kim's head between rounds. I, I don't know about the light bulb part, but it's likely she got yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> by her coach. Anyway, she was much better in round two. 
She almost got a finish, but Nadia lost her mouthpiece, and the ref wrongly stopped the fight to put it back in. I think it would have been a finish right there. That did not stop Kim because Nadia, <laughs> you know, she, she was dying, man. Uh, Nadia, Kim continued to hammer Nadia until a couple of body shots stopped the fight at 4.59 of round two. So the thing about Kim is she could be a contender if she fought like that all the time, but after missing weight twice, she may have to return to bantamweight and she would lose that size advantage. Okay, so check out both of those videos on my blog. Now, we had a um, Invicta show on Friday night, Invicta FC 37 in Kansas City. And the big problem with that show was after Jin Yu Fry pulled out of her atomweight title defense, the prudent thing to do would have been to cancel the show and add the other matches to Invicta's November 1st show. Um, they really didn't have anything to adequately replace it, and I'm sure Ashley Cummins' family and friends got refunds. Ashley is from St. Louis. So this fight will be rescheduled to Invicta FC 39. So that made Pearl Gonzalez versus Brogan Walker the main event. And though Brogan was undefeated, she doesn't win fights decisively, and Pearl hasn't been any better in Invicta than she was in the UFC. So Pearl won the fight by unanimous decision, but the fight was blah at best. And, you know, they're both prelim fighters. Obviously, they shouldn't be in a main event. I, I just think they should have canceled the show. Okay, that probably would have been the best thing to do. Uh, so in another flyweight bout, Maria Agapova beat uh, Marilia Santos by first-round TKO. Both were losers in Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series in the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. And it's just typical of Invicta to sign ex-UFC fighters. It's kind of like settling for sloppy seconds, if you know what I mean. Okay. Now, in another flyweight bout, Kay Hansen beat Nicole, Nicole Cagliari by third round neck crank. And it wasn't that Kay looked that good, but Nicole looked useless. She was Awful, okay? In an atomweight bite, Lindsay Van Zant beat Shino Van Hoos by first round TKO. Shino was returning from uh, reconstructive knee surgery. She collapsed when uh, Lindsay kicked her in the back of the knee. That was the fight right there, okay? Uh, and, uh, at a, another, in another atomweight bout, Linda Mihalik beat Marissa Messer-Belencia by unanimous decision. Um, this was a close fight that could have gone either way. Uh, I thought Marissa won, but it was close, but that's okay. Uh, in a bantamweight bout, Hope Chase beat Megan Colley by first round near rear naked choke. Now, not only was Hope dominant, but she has personality and showmanship. Hope is 20 years old from Pittsburgh. She trains with her father. Okay, so she was the best fighter on this show. All right, so I look forward to seeing her again. And we could see her in the UFC very soon. Now, showcasing young fighters is what Invicta should be doing, but they don't do it enough. They're too worried about having names on the top of the card when they don't really need them, okay? You should build your own names instead of uh, trying ones that used to be in the UFC and weren't any good, right? That's what they should be doing. They should be building up young fighters instead of, you know, bringing in every ex-UFC tomato can that they can find. And in the opening flyweight bout, 
Claire Johnson uh, dominated Jordan Kazi and then won by third round armbar. Claire is 24 years old. She trains at Elevation in Denver with Neil Magny, Alistair Overeem. There's other guys there, but uh, it's a good camp. I'm not sure if she looked that good or Jordan was overhyped. So the top of the show was blah, but at least there were two fighters to keep an eye on, Okay, which is why I watch these shows. All right, we have one new fight announcement uh, from yesterday. Adriano Albuquerque of Combat reported yesterday that Veronica Macedo versus Amanda Limos has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 23, December 21 at Sejik Arena in Busan, South Korea. This fight will be at flyweight. Veronica is 23 years old. She was born in Venezuela, but she has trained all over Europe. During the broadcast of her last fight, they said she was moving to Vancouver, and I don't know if she's done that. Uh, her record is 6-3-1 and one, and 1-3 one and three in the UFC. She won her last fight over Pollyanna Viana by first-round armbar. That was a bit of an upset. Now, I suspect she might have been released if she had lost. She really hasn't looked good in any of her other fights, so I don't know. It may, may have been Pollyanna didn't look very good. Now, she is pretty. <laughs> uh, Amanda is 32 years old from Para, Brazil. She's 6-1-1 and 0-1 in the UFC. She is coming off of a two-year drug suspension. She has fought in the past at bantamweight. This will be her first fight at flyweight. So who knows what she'll be like, right? Anyways, that's about it uh, for today. Uh, again, don't forget to check out uh, both of those fights. Uh, at uh, frankp316.blogspot.com. Be back next Friday for sure. We have a UFC show in Tampa with uh, Joanna Hedjicic uh, versus uh, uh, Michelle Watterson in the main event. So if you uh, have any questions or comments for the blog or the podcast, you can, uh, you can uh, leave a message on Anchor's voicemail. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so on Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.